And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a Friday night edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. The Warriors took more than 53s. Let's look. They took, well, oh, exactly exactly 50. <laughs> this is the perfect podcast then for Tim Kawakami to come on. I Slater a Twitter no, but he knew it. He just knew it mentally that I said, note, Slater, they took 53s. You I'm, mocked me for this. I'm giving you a whole podcast segment <laughs> to glow. They hit your exact number, and it was very round tonight. They went 20 of 50, yeah. 40%. That's about exactly what 40, you hope. It's for. exactly 40%, which is actually... Real, I mean, better than you would think that they would shoot. They made a bunch of them at the end. They, they were not that high a percentage there for because they missed 13 in a row uh, when they were in a little slump, shooting slump there at the end of the second into the third. But that's part of what I was thinking. Like, you take 53s and you take only 42s. This is a better three-point shooting team than it is a two-point shooting team. <laughs> so that kind of was my theory all along. Like, Bielitsa, Porter, something in pool. Pool can become more of a two-point shooter. But these guys are natural. If you're free-flowing offense, the ball's hopping around. They're going to be better with their their feet set and shooting threes. And they really hadn't been doing it until the last few games. They did it again. This is against the New Orleans Pelicans team that is essentially like a preseason game in the second half. But first half, too. Yeah, the first half, you know, was a little clunky all around. But, uh, you know, the Warriors scored 16 points in the second quarter, something like that. That was clunky. But... When they're nineteen sixteen was yeah. the second. I was like, "What the hell was that?" But when these guys are at their free flowing, I think they should be putting up five to seven threes. So and Steph put up fifteen, I think. Uh, like these are thirteen threes on only fifteen shots. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they they were jacking up threes when it's flowing. They should take a lot of threes. That's my general point. Now, whether it's fifty or it's forty-five or forty-two. We'll see, but did you think they were forcing these threes? I didn't think they were forcing. No, them at even all. The, when they were missing thirteen in a row, like a lot of them were good looks. Um, in general, the, it, and you saw it in the preseason, they threw up sixty nine against Portland because how po- bad Portland played defensively against teams like this. Yep. You should get a lot of open threes. Now, some uh, I think we were reminded early in the season when they went against the, the physical Lakers and yep. Staples, and even the Clippers, and the way the Clippers defended them that night. You're not going to be able to just get fifty clean looks yep. off against yep. those type of teams, but. You know, on a night like this, yeah, sure, just run away from the Pelicans with a bunch of threes. Play the math game um, because New Orleans is certainly going to give them up. I mean, just breakdown after breakdown. Um, but I, to me, I mean, the big thing going on with this team right now, number one in defense. Uh, they've held teams under 100 three straight games now. Uh, you look at the second, third, fourth quarter tonight for the Pelicans, 19-16-19. Three yeah, no, straight. No Brandon Ingram. You know, no, no, no Zion, Zion either. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's a big presence. Yeah, yeah, there's so some is. things you might want to point out, but – that's what you're supposed to do. That's when like people make these points to me. I say, that's what you're supposed to do against bad teams. That's what a 7-1 team does. Are they going to be 7 You know, Is this going to be their winning percentage for the whole season? No. But you win these games to make sure. So when you kick away a couple, you're still you know on pace to win 48-50. to 50. And I, and I kind of said at the beginning of the year, I'm looking at 49 wins. Not that they're going to be a dominant team, but this team could be a 49-50 win team. Get yourselves to the fourth seed. 
they had that kind of talent that was not what was expected from them from the outside. But I think we all looked at this team as very capable of being right in there and maybe even take a run at the third seed, so something like that. Kind of looking better and better for them by getting this start and seeing the some some of the teams that we all expected to be dominating not really doing except for Utah. In, in the West, you're not seeing Phoenix kick ass. You're not seeing the Lakers, certainly not seeing the Lakers kick ass. You're not seeing some, you know, Denver, you know. It's all kind of a muddle. The Warriors are in that muddle, and, and they're looking pretty good out of that muddle. We are looking at the head of their defense right yes, now. Mike, Mike Brown, Brown is out got on. Got a shout-out pregame by Steve Kerr, by the way. Uh, got, a, defense. got a bigger shout-out uh, at shoot-around by Draymond Green, who asked about you know Draymond, who is the leader of the defense on the court, obviously, the number one defense in the league. I mentioned number one defense in the league. He went, mm, so that means I'm defensive player of the year, right? <laughs> and then after that, he flipped the attention. After you know shouting himself out as the early leader for defensive player of the year, which I say he probably is, uh, he mentioned Mike Brown has taken over more full control yep. of the defense this year. He's doing these, like, you know, play of the game, defensive player of the game. Apparently he's made it a more competitive defensive environment. And it's I, – I mean, I don't look, I don't know how much credit necessarily he does or doesn't deserve, but, like, they are – Well, since he's, like, 90 feet from us, we'll, we'll certainly give him full credit for this. But, you know, they've, they are playing hustling, scrambling defense, and they have hustling, scrambling kind of – you know, they got Andre back. They've got GP, Gary Payton the second, which we can certainly talk about They again. always yeah. sneak in a loony written to They're like, a loony's just steady starts, on the back He starts those halves. He starts – Curry even made a point of that. We're talking rotation before the game. He goes, you know, I start loony because I get that defensive intensity early. That's why, that's why I start him. Uh, if you're anyone's questioning that, uh, I thought it was interesting. I'm, I don't know if I'm even going to write about this, but Andre Godala talking post game. It's always good. You and I were peppering him with questions because it's always good to have Andre up there. He's just so interesting. He's on so tough many different to corral. He, not, yes. he walks in and, and Ritter, Raymond Ritter had got him in there and he goes, this is my one for the month. Exactly. So you, you and I asked him questions. And he's just mentioning this offhand. We've got two starters who are out, you know, who are going to be coming back, Wiseman and Clay. Like, okay, interesting. You know, maybe you can think of Wiseman as a starter. I don't. I, I don't think they think of him. They, I, maybe the I coach don't really, think they think yeah. day one he returns starter. Exactly. I think their hope is he builds and, and he that. takes the yes. starting job, essentially. Or, and But it does tell you, you know, Andre doesn't just say that stuff randomly about young players. Uh, I think, you know, Wiseman has been looking good in practice. We've heard, you know, some reports that he has been. He was looking good in practice last year, too. He was so, named yeah. the starter on day <laughs> yeah, one of his so, career. So this may not be worth all that well, much, but well, I think for Andre to be saying that, I it perked my ears up a little bit. I, me as well. I, I thought it was interesting he said it. Now, one thing, he's mentioned Wiseman unprompted at times in interviews already, you know, early this season, even media day. Uh, I think he's taken upon himself to pump Wiseman yes. up. We, we both know... At the lower moments last season for Wiseman, he could kind of get down on himself. It's clear Andre's strategy with Wiseman is to hype him. Just like Andre's strategy with Jordan Poole is to kind of take little digs at him. I mean, even a little bit tonight, he was like, 26 for Poole, no rebounds, one assist, no free throws. Clay stat line. And we know Andre got on Clay, by the way, when Clay was a little bit younger, too. So that's Andre. That's like, yeah. it's interesting. That, that That's why it's interesting to talk to Andre. And we don't get that many opportunities. And uh, that's why, yeah, Slater and I were firing him about every single player we can yeah. think of. <laughs> He's like, and by the way, he gets a stat line. He starts reading every single player. I was going to say, Andre, you sound like a coach. That's what a coach does. Takes a look at a stat line and just starts going through every single player. But that's No free all. throws. Hmm. It's <laughs> interesting. He had 31 last game. No free throws. <laughs> anyway, he was funny. Thank you, right? Andre. Yeah, Thank you, Andre. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, but Poole, again, 31 and 26. Yeah. He's he's back. You know, he, he's, he, that was a rough early season 
uh, arrival, and I do think that uh, some of these tougher defenses we're talking about that aren't going to let the Warriors take 53s are also going to play him more physical, and you want to see him go to the rim more, get more free throws. That t- you would all mention that. Yeah. That's what he meant. Uh, you know, go get the tougher shots when they're crowding you at the line, when they're crowding Steph. The lane is open. Get in there and at least draw the foul. Don't be afraid of contact. I'm not saying he's been afraid of, afraid of contact, but be more, more aggressive getting to it because he's a 90% free throw shooter, by the way. Yep. You know, that's part of the deal with him. So, like, and again, a thing I've said on Plus Minus podcast over and over, like, they're not great at getting twos. They're just not. There's not somebody you can go get you to Wiggins when he's feeling good, like he was early in the game, but not <laughs> throughout the rest of the game so much. Steph clearly can do everything. But beyond that, they just don't have guys who can go get twos. And Poole could do it, isn't great at it, could do it. I think Wiseman's an, as a guy that they're going to look to oh, to get some twos. He's twos. Get he's, some twos. Yep. He's twos. Um, Gary Payton, the second, uh, you know, again, they, they, they did just some cap maneuvering to save a little bit of money and, and were vulnerable to losing him just three weeks ago. So it's, um, you know, it's, they 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 found Gary Payton. They need to be credited for that. But also, I think he has surprised a lot of people in the organization about just how impactful he's been. Um, what have you thought? I mean, like this is especially the last two yeah, games. It's been more than I thought. Again, I, I didn't discount that he had real ability to do some interesting special things. But it's been better than I thought. It's been more consistent than I thought. And he's you know shooting, making threes. What didn't make, make his one today, but. It just affects the game. Like, he just, guys can't dribble in front of him. You know, they can't throw loose passes in front of him. And he is, is he the best finisher on the team? I, I don't know that there's a Well, it's explosive. Yeah, I mean, you know, Steph still has got the touch yes, and, you yeah, know, yeah. all that. Steph, and we, have to put in this, we got Mike Brown. Oh, like, no. Is, over is he here. coming alive on this? <laughs> We're doing our podcast. Mike Brown is here. You can call, you can come on over. Defensive defensive coordinator getting Laurel Mike Brown one over. one on the record question before I stop oh, quick. On the record, I'm scared of this. I'm about to leave. You guys are number one in the league in defense. How is this? I don't. I mean, our, our guys are fighting. I got to give our guys credit. They're fighting. They're trying. The the biggest thing is they're holding each other accountable. You, you know, and it, it's one thing when a coach yells at you. It's something different and special when you're able to yell again on each other as mm-hmm. players. And you respect whoever's saying something to you. And you feel that with our guys. So Andre, Draymond, those two are the main ones? Those two guys are the main ones. Yeah. But they, but everybody steps up every once in a while. If somebody knows that somebody's kind of out of line or not giving the effort that they should, somebody will speak up. And so you, you give the players a lot of credit for, uh, for where we're sitting. Hopefully, hopefully it'll last. Keep your fingers crossed. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. That was Mike Brown. We got to let him get back to his <laughs> night. Uh, thank you to Mike uh, for that answer. But, uh, you know, other than that, 
Um, you know, he's, Steph, you know what's interesting early? Like, Steph's not playing that well right no, now. Wait. No. I mean, he, been, he was sick for those last two games. I think that was pretty clear. I think he felt a lot better tonight. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not been explosive Steph. It's, it's there sometimes. It's not there. I think he's deferring to pool a lot. Uh, that was one of my suspicions about why we can talk about this. You know, I want to talk about rotation tweaks, uh, that they're looking at starting Steph with the second unit, you know, pulling him out of the first quarter for a little bit, bringing him back in and then letting him start the second and, and fourth quarters with the second unit was maybe split him from pool a little bit. Know, maybe you know, just get Steph going with that second unit with all those three-point shooters just standing and letting Steph make some plays. But then, of course, Kerr plays Steph with pool to start the fourth quarter after not doing it the tweak in the first quarter because Steph was just lighting it up and, and you don't you don't take Steph out in the first quarter when he's lighting up hitting four threes. But, you know, I think they're playing around. I, I, this must mean they're not thrilled with that second unit to me because – why would you want Steph? Like, why would you move Steph into the second quarter and start the second, start the fourth? And as we were asking Steph post game, it's pretty clear he's not thrilled with this. He will, as Steph will always you see that do. Looky game. <laughs> as Steph will always accept the coaching's point, right? He will never say the hell with this. But I don't think he loves it. I think he, he talked about continuous, contiguous play. By the way, to me, he, he, he's he, made it clear. It, when it matters this season, his rotation will be what it's always been, and that is the entire first and third. And like, and particularly close. when it really, really yeah. matters, it's the last eight minutes yes, of the yes, fourth. Yes. You know, instead of the last six. But uh, he's also just look a, a, within his clear, you know, hint, hint to both of us. Like, I don't love this right now. He's like, but we're winning. We're winning, yeah. and they are seven and one. They're playing really well. And you know, it was against New Orleans, right? I mean, then yeah. Houston and whatever. Yeah. You know, when they're when they're fighting through it against you know Utah, and they're going for a playoff seat or whatever. Maybe that's not winning, but it's clear Kerr wants to take a look at it. I mean, he has been open. He's open about it, and it's a little different for us having you know for me having covered stuff all these years when he and his greatest times. He's playing all the first. He's playing all the third, and he's subbing back in at six and a half. In, in the in the second quarter, he's subbing in half, maybe at seven, seven and a half in a tight game in, in the fourth quarter. This is different, and Steph is a creature of habit. We know this. Uh, he is someone who is going to resist change at times when it's been going well, and he's probably a little resistant to this, but also willing to see how it goes. But, man, he is not – he was not making it very uh, coy with you and me today. Uh, not Not at all. Uh, and we we shall see how this all develops. Yeah, again, I think they I think they all know like old reliable pattern will be there whenever you know push comes to shove. He likes playing the whole first and third quarters. I mean that is unquestionable, and he likes closing every quarter. And that's how they jiggered this rotation and now there's going to be some tweaks to it. So we shall see how it goes. Yeah, and again, that's why I think it will be that uh, when it needs to be, but. Um, you know, what did you, uh, last thing I kind of want to talk about, you know, Kaminga and Moody come in, play the last seven minutes. I came the other day to their G League game. You're seeing Kaminga start to get a little bit more of a rhythm. I thought the first game he came back and played, he was, he was a little bit winded. He's got a few practices in since then. He's going to play at, sounds like they're both going to play in the G League Saturday night, probably get around 30 minutes, but, um, I'd like to see Kaminga come in for those seven minutes and be like, I'm going to the rim. Like every time I touch the ball, he was a little passive early. But the two times he did take it to the rim, one time he got fouled, and Draymond was yelling at the ref for not giving him shooting free throws. And then the second time it was on Sadoransky, but it was it was a really nice like left to right crossover spin, lefty layup. Lefty with a spin, yeah. It was it was it was a pro move, it was an NBA move. Again, against Thomas Sadoransky, but Sadoransky is a veteran NBA player, not a good one, but 
he's played in this league. It wasn't like he was doing against, you know, some nobody. Uh, yeah, that I thought that exact same thing. You know, me and this two-point thing. They need someone to go get in the lane. And, and, and we saw Kaminga do that in the summer league. Haven't really seen, obviously, in very, very limited time, haven't really seen him do it here. So, you know, it was probably good for them to see him take two dribbles and just get to the rim and put his head down and say, I'm going to finish because I got more athleticism than you. I, I'm longer, I'm bigger. Uh, so I think, that, you know, I, I don't know that that's what they've been telling him to do. I would think that's what they've been telling him to do. And once you get in there, don't just pass it around. Don't just jack up the first three you see. Like, take a couple dribbles and and make the defense move from there. And, like, we can make this air blower move in a little bit if possible. But uh, It's all good. These are the ambiance. <laughs> we're back, Tim. We're back in arenas. We're running into coaches post-game. We just did in, in-person interviews. Uh, and now, you know, leap yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Like when we were in uh, Staples for opening night, it was, uh, you know, people backing up the tractors and stuff. So welcome back, Tim. What do you, I guess that that is how we're going to close this out. Yeah. NBA. What did you think of Chase? What did you think of being back? You know, fans are in arenas. And, uh, you know, Chase takes a while to fill up every yeah. night. But once it fills up, it gets pretty good. His acoustics are great. I mean, I think that's been the way from the beginning. Uh, the crowd gets up. I mean, it gets a little quiet sometimes. And you hear the music. And, you know, the music's trying to egg on the noise. But when it gets loud, it gets loud. And when, when Steph hits a three, it, that one where Steph had the kind of the, the shoulder fake and then the move and the, the crowd was like rising for four seconds. It literally took four seconds for the crowd, ooh, and then for the ball to go down. And that's special. You know, that's unique to this era. And, and I guess I'll, I'll underline, you know, just having Buster Posey retire, to, you know, this week. It does like cherish what you got. When you, you, know, you got one of the best of all time, I'm, I know Warriors fans do. I know we all understand this. I'm the one who's often pounded the fact that Posey and, and Curry are pretty parallel figures uh, in, in the Bay Area for sure. In the sports universe, Curry is you know one of the greatest of all time. Just when you see Posey go, surprisingly walk away, I think you go, okay. Every moment you get to see Steph Curry do that. Every time you get to hear the chase center ooh and, and the ball go down and the explosion of noise and the warriors win uh, and steph do a little shimmy or whatever you see uh, you, you do like okay this is not going to last forever this is a special unique situation and you don't want to just take it for granted and i don't think they do i just want to you know posey walking away does underline that for everybody yep seven and one warriors they have a uh, second half of this eight game homestand uh coming up which is rockets hawks bull wolves bulls to close it out over the next week uh close out next friday night that should you know i think i think uh you know four and oh is on the table and then suddenly they would be sitting there at 11 and one i mean i would predict either two and two or three and one i think three and one would be a success to to then go six and two on the home stand and be and walking out at ten and two, oh, 10 and two if you go okay. three and one the okay, rest of the home okay, stand that's right, that's right. you know that would mean you know, i think the rockets is the easiest one yeah. uh hawks on the second night of back-to-back probably the toughest one yeah. but wolves and bulls are both frisky bulls playing better than the wolves but they the wolves kick, can, they could kick away one of those and yeah. it would not be embarrassing in this world to be to be ten and two i mean it would not no. be in this nba and uh, I think they'd be very, very high. So I was asking Andre and Steph if, they, if they're good now. And they didn't, you know, they're not going to say, yeah, we're great. But uh, you can see the confidence they got. You can see the feeling here is that things, the pieces are fitting together. And they've got Clay coming back. And then we'll see with Wiseman. That that's the, you know, that's the pocket aces they still got. 
while they're seven and one, and I, I think they're rightfully proud of that. Fifty attempted threes tonight, and a Tim Kawakami podcast appearance. This will be a regular segment if, if they chuck 50. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you. Probably not going to do Sunday against the Rockets. Probably next podcast. Monday night, Hawks. That's going to be a good game here in Chase Center. Hawks, Man, Warriors. That's to... the East finalists from yeah. last year. And it's the uh, Dan Martinez and Travis Schlenk revenge game, as always. So we always have to remember that. Trey I Young, might even, Steph Curry. I might even go to that game. I might even go to that game. And they put up 53s. I'll be doing the podcast. make the long drive over for that game? Wow. <laughs> and that, it must be a big no night com- then. No comment. No comment. All right. All right. We will uh, talk to you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.